What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand Up Guys Podcast, episode 161. I'm your host, incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, the Prince of Principles, the Earl of Ethics. He never steals, he never curses, he only fingers prison purses, the phenomenal A.J. Singh. Pretty upstanding guy. I'm pretty pretty <laughs> solid that way. And, uh, yeah, I, I look out for the ladies. So <laughs> uh, later on in this episode, we will be reviewing uh, Ahsoka episode six. Uh, once again, we apologize for the late review, but we are working on getting a remote setup so that uh, hopefully we can uh, start pumping out these reviews a little sooner. Uh, but AJ, you've been watching anything else this week? Nothing at all. No, <laughs> not really. <dude. laughs> Did you ever get around to starting the Mandalorian? Oh, you know what? Yeah, I okay. watched the first five episodes of that. I totally forgot. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good show. I really like the the beginning of it because it kind of makes you like sympathize with you know the Mandalorian. Like he's he's saves the cat sort of situation. Right, right. right. Um, Baby Yoda, I get the craze. You know, it's adorable and everything, and. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the uh, the show, man. It's uh, really good. I uh, I got to the point where he's uh, he's met that other mercenary on the on another planet, uh, and she's also kind of hiding out, and he's he's hiding out with Yoda. They're kind of looking for him right now. Oh, Cara Dune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just that part right now, and they're trying to you know help a village. So pretty good show so far, and uh, I, I expected to pick up more. And like uh, you you told me yourself that. It, after the first five episodes or so, it, it becomes more of a uh, intriguing storyline, I guess. I mean, I've liked it pretty much all the way through, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it really um, sinks in quality. Like, like I said, between episodes two or seasons two and three, you got that season of Boba Fett, right? Which I would say the first half of Boba Fett that concentrates more on Boba Fett is a a little slow for my taste. Yeah, but then the reason you want to watch it is the second half of that basically turns into like a, a more mandalorian okay yeah. and, and it gets better from there on out so i do have like like they do all that work just for a little armor that they're gonna get damaged anyway and have to go back out like it just seems like an endless cycle of re- repairing your armor <laughs> well I, I don't know the full story behind it but it, but it seems like it's like supposed to be like really good armor so like it gets scratched up and stuff but i don't know if they totally like lose it okay so, but yeah, that's a whole thing. Is like very slowly, like gain more and more armor armor pieces. Yeah, it just, it's kind of cool, but it is cool. But it just seems like he could be doing something else with resources. <laughs> <laughs> Spending all of your income on your clothes is what this gives me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, I, I assume he does buy like you know other stuff that he absolutely needs but it does seem like a lot of his budget is just going into more armor yeah. and at, at some point you got to be like hey you're covered head to toe isn't yeah. enough enough you're good to go man do something else with that <laughs> get a house <laughs> man i gotta say i was skeptical of baby yoda at first just because in like regular star wars i think yoda is one of my least favorite characters oh, really? okay well he's just i've always thought he's such a buzzkill like Oh, you can't do that. That leads to anger, and that oh, was whatever. Okay. That leads to the everything leads to the dark side with Yoda, you know. Uh, and also, I think the backwards talking is a choice. <laughs> I think he could talk normally, and he's just like, "No, nah, I'm gonna mess with these people. I'm gonna annoy him to death." Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Yoda, uh, I don't know him from like watching the movies. I just know him from like popular pop culture, like references and stuff like that. Mostly, <laughs> I don't even think I've gotten to the points in the movies where he even like is. Like, I, I you, think, you like, saw the original trilogy once, didn't you? I saw like the first movie. I think. Oh, okay. Maybe is he in that? Yeah. Well, no, actually, no. He doesn't show up until Empire. Okay. Okay. So yeah, base Empire and. Um, Return of the Jedi. I see. Okay. I think. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched those movies, to be honest. But yeah, he doesn't show up until Empire. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah. Baby Yoda does kind of surprise me. Like, he he moves just as fast as the Mandalorian when they're walking side by side. And I'm like, he shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a lot harder for him to keep up. <laughs> well, sometimes he's just in that, that like little like travel orb yeah. thing, isn't he? Yeah. So that helps out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really, he, his legs are so small, he shouldn't be yeah. able to... 
But like they'll be walking side by side together, and I'll be like, "No, he should be struggling. Little kids struggle for this." <laughs> <laughs> I I do wonder, like, um, you know, if, if they'll have like at some point like a future like series where they have like adolescent. <laughs> oh know? yeah, he's like in his angst phase and stuff. Right. He's in his emo phase, <laughs> <laughs> slamming doors with the force and stuff. <laughs> oh man, what have I been watching? Um, still watching only murders in the building from week to week. Okay. I will throw this out there. And, um, by the time people watch this, I don't know, there might be a new episode out, but I finally got a guess as to who the murderer is. I'm just going to throw it out. I think it's the old rich lady that, uh, is bankrolling Martin Short's play. So wait, there's a bunch of murders and it's all done by one person? No. So each, each season there's a different murder. Okay. Yeah. But that person's killing a bunch of people that season. Um, usually just one. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. But God, how many mass murders do they have in this building? <laughs> no, no. Usually just just one <laughs> murder per season. Usually. <laughs> but yeah, that's my guess. Old rich lady. It always is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I finished season three of Superman and Lois. Oh, nice. I gotta say, I thought it was really solid. I I recommend this series to people. Well, now that the strike is over, I heard they're pushing for a season four now, or it's getting made or something. Well, who knows what's going on? I I I, th- I think I did hear that they had already like um, approved it for a final and f- fourth season. So mm. I hope I hope they're sticking to that because I'd like it to get like you know it it it's very this season was very good, but it does end on a cliffhanger to where it would suck if like right. it gets canceled. You know, gotcha. but no, a very good show. I, I if you're at all a fan of Superman, or even if you I don't know, aren't I? I would I would give it a try. Uh, speaking of Superman, I also finished that new animated series, My Adventures with Superman, uh, the kind of anime-looking one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was a lot of fun, too. Okay. Actually, I thought it was a really easy watch. Um, I think it's only like you know eight to ten episodes, and it went by really f- quickly. Uh, I thought it was uh, quite a bit of fun. Is that on Max? Yes. Okay. Yep. And then also on Max, I just started watching The Last of Us uh you know, adaptation. Right, right. And uh, I'm only three episodes in, but uh, so far very good. Although the thing is, if if you've played the first game, you know, you already know, like I've already seen new kind of some of the beats that were coming mm-hmm. that follow the game. But uh, Does that also have Pedro Pascal in it? Yes. Oh, man, he's in everything these days, huh? I know, he's very busy, but, you know, Mandalorian is mostly just the voice. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can't say for sure, like maybe they had, well... I don't know if you got into it, but there, there are a couple episodes where he ends up taking off the mask, so yeah. he's, you know, there. But I think it generally most of the other episodes, it, it's a stunt double. In fact, one of the stunt doubles, apparently, John Wayne's uh, grandson. Oh, wow. <laughs> Random fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying The Last of Us. I know it was like a big hit with people like when it first came out yeah, earlier this it, year, yeah. so... I was definitely interested in finally catching up with it, and so far, so good. Mm. Um, well, AJ, uh, you got any stories for us this week? Just one. Uh, a woman survived being frozen for six hours. Yeah, six hours. Her car needed. Uh, her car needed needed. I don't know how uh, this was written, but her car ended up in a ditch, and she walked three kilometers for help, uh, but slipped and fell and lost consciousness. Uh, Bubbles were coming from her nose, uh, so she was taken to the hospital, but didn't respond to treatment as needles kept breaking on her skin. They thawed her out with heating pads, and eventually she made a full recovery. She didn't have, like, you know, black toes and stuff from frostbite or anything? Full recovery. Yeah. I know, frozen solid. To, yeah, to be frozen enough that a needle won't even go in inside yeah. you, I mean, she's pretty lucky. That's nuts, man. Six hours? I mean, Where was this at? I'm not sure where. Oh, it was. okay. Golly, what would you rather do? Freeze to death or burn to death? Freeze to death. Yeah, me too. I've actually heard that. Um, I don't remember where I saw or read this, but they say burning to death would act, is actually would be like the most painful way to die. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you ever, that show "A Thousand Ways to Die" has some really bad burn deaths on it, man. <laughs> Oof, people falling into like giant machines that are like heated up to these insane temperatures just cooked alive oh man i i, I should i read an article not too long ago when i was looking for articles for the show about like 
possibly like the most brutal execution ever. Hmm. And it was this guy that was put to death by basically being boiled to death in water. And yeah, it sounded terrible. I don't know if this is true, but they say that ancient Greeks had this bronze bowl that they would like put people inside and then put a fire under the bronze bowl and it would cook the person inside. It doesn't surprise me, man. They were brutal back in the day. Yeah, like, who, whoever thought of like drawing and quartering somebody? What is that? It's where like they basically attach like um, a horse to like each of your limbs and they oh, like pull right. you apart. Yeah, I mean they went they went out of their way to make. Or sometimes they might use like contraptions to yeah. do it too. Yeah, like at a, least the guillotine is relatively quick. Yeah, right. But then there's like the Iron Maiden, <laughs> which they say that. I, I saw a documentary that said that that actually wasn't even used, but... Yeah, I always wondered about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's definitely like a creative way to... Somebody had to put thought into that. Yeah, somebody know? actually made it. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, AJ, it's ironic that you asked me if I'd rather freeze or burn to death because uh, I was looking for articles and it just came up with one that has a bunch of would you rather questions. Oh, okay, there we go. So I figured, I don't know if we'll get through all these, there's quite a few, but I figured it might be fun to, to go through some of these. This first one to me is easy. Okay, would you rather marry the most attractive person you've ever met or the best cook you've ever met? Now, I'm going for the most attractive because I think the best cook would be my mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd go with most attractive too. <laughs> also, it's like... A you, cook could be a guy. It could be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but also like, I mean, you can always go to a restaurant or something if you, you know, yeah. you, you know, I, I would go for the attractive person. Yeah. Uh, would you rather be rich with a job you hate or poor with a job you love? Now, I think I would actually go rich with a job you hate because, A, I've I've always hated whatever job I had yeah. and I'm poor. So, I mean, it's already a better situation. And also, you're still going to have, you know, free time. So your free time is going to be better if you're rich, right? Right. And also, presumably, you're going to be able to retire one day. Maybe even sooner if you're rich. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going with the job I hate, uh, but being rich. What about you? Yeah, I got to go with the job I hate, too, because I think I could grow to hate the job I love. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) Um, Would you rather be asked the same question over and over again or never be spoken to ever again? Oh, God. How many times are you getting this question? Like once a day or something? (laughs) I mean... Mike, the thing is, is like, is that the only thing people are allowed to say to you? Because if that's the case, I'd rather never be spoken to. Everybody. Yeah. Like, can people just have normal conversation or is this like, if they want to ask you a question, it's going to come out as that question? I don't know exactly how this works. This sounds like a person who, whose husband or wife does that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm... I mean, I don't know exactly what the inter- uh, interpretation. I guess I'll go with spoken, never spoken to ever. <laughs> they, you know what? They can write me a letter if it's, they can text me if it's important. Right. There you go. Um, would you rather be sung to by Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake? I'm going JT all the way. Yeah, I got to go one. Timberlake. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I feel like my age group, like I guess NSYNC and the boy band thing, like did become a craze. Like when I was in high school, probably. But I feel like, you know, because like I feel like kids that were in high school, like me, when it happened, it was like there was a lot of like, you better not like a boy band, right? Type of thing. And I never really was into that kind of music. But then it seems like, like the age group, like just below us, like they unabashedly just like, oh yeah, I love boy bands. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I think it was mostly boys. Like guys just hated NSYNC when when younger. Yeah. Apparently NSYNC uh, are getting back together. There we go. Um, would you rather be unable to close any door once it's open or unable to open any door once it's closed? I'd rather be unable to close the door. Yeah, me too, because otherwise, aren't you going to get like trapped in a building or something? Yeah, one room, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the only choice is is uh, unable to close once the door is open. We'll yeah, just, for we'll survival just have to have sake. a bunch of open doors, I guess. Yeah. Uh, would you rather only be able to wash your hair twice per year or only able to check your phone once per day? 
Oof. Man, that's tough. Uh, now, I'm, I'm going to assume they don't just make the work around to where, oh, you can just like... Check your iPad. Check your iPad or whatever. <laughs> Let's just say like maybe the internet. Like you can wash your hair twice per year or only check the internet once per day. I mean, I think I would uh, have dirty hair to be honest. Yeah, I think so too. It would, I, I, I just... Uh, Rely I mean, on the internet too much. Plus, on this day and age, you need to be on the internet. Like, even for work, other stuff. Like, you need to be able to access it. Like, yeah, just can't survive without it now. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. You think if you shaved your head bald, but, like, you can't wash your scalp, you think you would, it would still get smelling really bad? <laughs> Actually, I don't know about that. Yeah, you could just put oils and lotions on it and stuff like that to keep it... So you might have a workaround. Yeah. Although... My head's so big and like misshapen. I think I think I would have to like wear a wig, <laughs> <laughs> the big blonde one. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, definitely go with a different color, right? <laughs> if you have to do it, might as well see what it, how the other people are living. Mm. Uh, would you rather have a permanent unibrow or no eyebrows at all? Unibrow. Yeah, I think so too. Because don't your eyebrows kind of like their function is to keep like dust and stuff out of your eyes or something? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, you just look weird without eyebrows, you know. That's true. More normal the unibrow. And it's like there's people that have unibrows, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Would you rather have Taylor Swift or Eminem perform the soundtrack of your life? Uh, I guess Eminem. He'd at least do it in a clever way, I guess. Well, I'm wondering like how to interpret this question. Does this just mean like like their music is maybe like kind of playing in the background as you do things in your life or is it they're actually like making songs up about your life that's what i was thinking they were just singing your life story well you know i don't know because you know mostly taylor swift talks about like her exes so like if if i choose her do do i at least get one night with her and then she could just complain <laughs> about how bad i was <laughs> that'd be horrible she'd be roasting you for the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know Eminem, he's going to just have a bunch of diss tracks about you. That's true, too. So, yeah. I don't know. I think I might go with the old Taylor Swift on that one. Mm. Oh, this one's easy. Would you rather have a personal theme park or a personal zoo? I mean, I love animals, but we're going to go with the theme park. Yeah, I just feel like a zoo is too much responsibility. you got to actually keep those animals alive. Theme park, I mean, there's maintenance required, but still, you could choose not to do it. <laughs> right. And plus, like, you don't have the ethical concerns of, you know, having zoo animals. Yeah, that's true, too. Oh, man, this one's putting me to the test, too, of being nasty. Would you rather give up the internet or showering for a month? Ooh. So after that month, you're good to go, though, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I'd give up showering for a month. I can't go without the internet. I mean, even if there was a caveat of, oh, you can use the internet for work, you know, things you absolutely need it for, but nothing recreational, I would still have a hard time. Like, I I, I would just (laughs) call my work and be like, you know, I need to work from home this whole month. I'm like, (laughs) I got COVID-19, 20 through 23. I have everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Would you rather get away with a terrible crime, but live in fear of someone discovering it? Or go to prison for three years for a crime you didn't commit. Oh my gosh. Those both are really <laughs> bad. Oh. Here, here's the thing. The terrible crime. I'm guessing whatever it was, I justified it in my mind, you know? Right. Like if I killed somebody, I was like, that person had it coming. Right. And also like, I don't know. I think prison is just too big of a risk. Like I'm going to get beat up or worse in prison. Yeah. You know, I think I might just have like the looking over my shoulder guilt of the terrible crime. Can you imagine all those people who like committed some sort of crime, like murder or something like 20, 30 years ago? And now there's like, you know, Ancestry.com that's like linking up like DNA evidence, like DNA from different people. And they're like, they can find the killer of like a person like based on that. Yeah, it's crazy. And I assume they've done that many, many times. But also, like, the thing of, like, a guy that's been in prison for 20 or 30 years, and then, oh, no, we found out you were innocent. You were telling the truth. It's like, you're just screwed. You're like, your whole yeah. life was prison for no reason. And some of those cases, I don't I don't know. Sometimes they get money, but sometimes they don't. Yeah, know? I know. To me, anybody wrongly imprisoned... Should get money. 
a minimum of a million dollars, probably much more. Yeah, like a million for every year. Year, yeah. At least. Because you're, I mean, when you're in prison, you're risking your life being there. Oh, 100%. You know? yeah. yeah, minimum. I, I think that should be a rule. If you're, you know, imprisoned wrongfully, a minimum of a million per year that you were in there. Yeah. Um. Would you rather be the class clown or the teacher's pet? I mean, I, I would rather be the class clown. Yeah. I mean, in school, like, I guess I probably was the teacher's pet just because, like, you know, I kept to myself and I did my homework and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wanted to be the class clown. I just had too much social anxiety to be the class clown. Yeah, class clowns have, like, an outgoing personality. Right. It seems like a good trait to have. Yeah. Plus, like, I feel like most people like the class clown, right? Right, right. Um, would you rather show up to a job interview with stained pants or pit stains? Pit stains. Those are at least more understandable. You know, they're like, oh, this guy jogged here. I don't know, but you know, some normal thing. Well, for me, I guess it depends completely on what would be more noticeable. Because, like, let's say you do have a pants stain, but maybe like the interviews, like mostly like you sit, you know, sitting down behind a desk from the person, and maybe maybe you could position yourself to where they don't really see it. Right. So, but then again, if it looks like you shit your pants or something, yeah, I don't want that kind of stain. Yeah, I mean, walking in and walking out, you're, those few seconds are going to be like the moment of truth if somebody sees it or not. So, I don't know. Um, would you rather never age physically or never age mentally? I mean, physically. Physically, yeah. Yeah, that's an easy one. Mm. <laughs> Can you imagine, like... You look young, so you're like trying to pick up young chicks, but you have like Joe Biden's mind. Right? You're like an old senile. <laughs> ice cream, ladies, ice cream. Hey, ladies, I ever tell you about corn pot? <laughs> um, would you rather wear real fur or fake jewelry? I mean, neither really. Yeah. What am I, a pimp? Yeah. Um, I guess I go with fake jewelry, though. Nothing has to die that way. I mean, I guess, yeah. This one I'm just not invested in. I'm like, I, I wouldn't really wear either of them, but I guess it's not a big deal to wear fake jewels. Yeah. Um, would you rather work a high-paying job? Oh, this one's similar to the one before. Work a high-paying job that you hate or your dream job with uh, only just enough money for rent, food, and utilities? I mean... Job I hate. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather go backstage with your favorite band or be an extra on your favorite TV show? I don't want to meet the people that I admire in that sense. Like, I I know they're going to be assholes. Like, I've heard of Michael Jordan being a jerk to people. (laughs) So, like, I'd rather just do the other one. (laughs) Yeah, my thing, I'm not a big enough music nerd to, like, want to really meet any bands. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it'd be much cooler just to be an extra on your favorite TV show. Yeah. Although, like, I don't know, like, what show would you want to be an extra on? Uh, maybe like a Loki, like a get, you know, be like a little oh, like a side MCU show. Somewhere. Yeah, walk okay. some variant or something. Let's see. Would you never eat your favorite food for the rest of your life, um, or only eat your favorite food? Oh, only. I already do. <laughs> That's tough because, like, I don't eat a huge variety of things. Like, pizza is my favorite food, mm. but my thing is, is like, if I I had to eat only pizza. Or, like, the option of everything else. Like, I actually think I would go everything else. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll go, you know, hamburgers, tacos, or whatever, and just miss pizza. I guess so, yeah. Because, like, even your favorite thing, if that's the only thing you can eat, you're going to get sick of it. Yeah. <sighs> um, would you rather be so afraid of heights that you can't uh, go to the second floor of a building, or be so afraid of the sun that you can only leave the house on rainy days? Jeez. I guess the uh, second floor of the building... I mean, I live on the second floor of a building. It's a bit of, bit of a tough one. Um, then again, I don't like sunburns. <laughs> I don't know. I I guess I would go, yeah, afraid of heights and just, like, move, I guess. Yeah. Because you got to be able to go outside more For often. For sure. Yeah, you need sunlight. <laughs> would you rather have a rap battle against Nicki Minaj or Lizzo. I mean, now that we know more about Lizzo... Yeah, I feel like I could talk more trash to Lizzo. <laughs> that, 
Then again, Nicki Minaj is hotter, right? Yeah, but why battle her when you could try to get with her? <laughs> well, I assume that's the only way I would ever be in the same room with her. That's if, true. Like, yeah, have this point. hypothetical... You're like and saying maybe, compliments. You're like, damn, you're fine, girl. <laughs> maybe, maybe I can like uh, um, impress her so much with oh, my rapping yeah. skills. That's true. That I can get, you know, get up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, would you rather go back to kindergarten with everything you know now or know now everything your future self will learn? Hmm. <sighs> See, that's a tough one to me because, like, let's say you do go all the way back to kindergarten knowing what you know. I mean, I assume you can't know the future because the future would automatically change if you go back to kindergarten, but it's just talking about, like, the knowledge you know. Yeah. I mean... I don't know, because you'd probably, like, be able to go upgrades, like, very quickly. Yeah. And maybe even, like, become rich. But, man, I don't want to go back to kindergarten. I would do it. I would go back and, like, get that leg up. My thing is, though, if if I know everything my future self knows, like, from this point on, I don't think he's going to give me anything that's going to really give me the big leg up. Yeah, he's not going to college again or something. Like, he's not learning new like a lot of new stuff, unless he's learning like what sport, like unless you know the future, basically. So maybe I'll go back to kindergarten and just hopes that I can like, uh, like get through school quickly and get rich. It's like that show. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? You go back and you're like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if I went to, yeah, if I went back to like, not kindergarten, but like fifth grade right now, <laughs> I'd be like so screwed. I'm like, oh, the knowledge I know now is not what I, I used to know more. True. I, I feel like that. When I was a, when I elementary school, like junior high, I felt like all the like little tidbits of knowledge, like really, they added up. You knew a lot of like not like little things back then. And now like a lot of it got, got washed away. You know more about just life in general, you know? Well, it, you know, it's so true. The whole like, if you don't use it, you lose it type of right. thing. Yeah. Like... Every time, like, you know, in school, like, when someone says, like, you know, you'll use this later on in life, most mm. of the time it's not true. Yeah. And, yeah, you eventually lose it. Yeah. I do... Don't you hate to, like... When you're a kid, you do have that sponge-like brain where you can just absorb so much. But you kind of have that at, like, the worst time. Or at least it doesn't... That sponginess doesn't last long enough. Right. And it kind of sucks that you lose that mm -hmm. because I, I feel like if I, if I could have maintained like the spongy brain I had it in grade school, like I could have like, I don't know. I, I feel like I could have became like anything. <laughs> yeah. I felt like college was my prime. Like I got, I learned a lot more in college. Like I was able to absorb information. I watched a lot of like educational stuff. I read a lot of books. That was like my education, my intellectual prime. But after that, like just not studying, not using my brain for such a long time and being and being a pothead for such a long time. Oh, my God. Like, I, I don't know anything now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think being a pothead for so long, like um, permanently affected your memory? I mean, it does. They say it alters your brain really? chemistry. So uh, I'm quitting now. I'm trying to quit now. But. Uh, yeah, man. Unfortunately, it does do that. How old were you when you first started? Oh, like 30. I, I started late in life, you know? Because I know they say, like, they claim that, like, if if you start after the age of 25, like, it shouldn't affect your brain as much because your brain is, like, fully formed or whatever. Right, right. I don't, so I don't know if maybe it wouldn't affect it as much. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I didn't do it when I was, like, I, I did it when I was younger, but not, like, consistently you know not like every day and stuff like that. right so uh yeah hopefully it didn't have that much of an impact at a younger age but yeah man some kids get into it when they're teenagers and just never stop and they're just potheads at that age and that yeah, that'll mess you up well ag looking at the time uh do you think we should get into reviewing ahsoka episode six let's do it all right guys uh this episode is entitled far far away uh we start with Ahsoka and Hu Yang traveling inside the Purgle's mouth uh, from the previous episode. Mm -hmm. And Ahsoka recalls Hu Yang telling her about when she was a youngling. Um, Ahsoka reveals to Hu Yang that Sabine went with the enemy willingly and that she didn't tell Hera. Ahsoka says Sabine was fated to make her choice because she didn't have time to prepare her to make the right one. Um, Hu Yang says the Force gives you insights, 
but not all the answers, and that maybe Sabine's choice was the only choice. By the way, I don't know what the length of this episode was, but when I was taking my notes, like it took me a lot longer than the other episodes. I don't know if there was just more dialogue or if it was a longer episode. It probably was more dialogue, I can imagine, because they were introducing new characters and they had to like explain them a little bit and tell their story and stuff. You know, my Disney Plus app, like when I pause the show, it doesn't give me like the time code. Oh, it doesn't? So, it doesn't seem to on my TV anyway. I haven't noticed that. I'll check it out. Um, so Ahsoka asks Hu Yang to tell her a story. And uh, he starts with a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Just a little apropos for Star Wars. Yep. Uh, Sabine wakes up handcuffed in her prison cell. Um, Balin walks by. So, okay, I gotta interrupt. Sure. Is it, is it, this is such a trope in movies and shows, like, where they don't kill the person that they have prisoner. There's no reason to keep them alive, right? Like, is there a reason to keep her alive? Well, Balin keeps hinting that she might be useful to them. So I think he is scheming something Mm -hmm. to where he thinks she's going to be useful. Yeah. But I'm not exactly sure what that is. I guess so. Yeah. But that does happen a lot in movies where they keep somebody, like a hero alive, yeah. just to take them along with them and stuff like that. I mean, uh, to be fair, they do kind of use her, you know, later on in this episode in an attempt to, you know, follow and track down Ezra. So, Yeah, but I mean, to me, it's like, how come, how is she going to find him compared to anybody else? Like, yeah, it seems like they probably could have found him on their own if they yeah. really tried, but, hmm. but yeah, even in this episode, like Balin will say a couple different times that, you know, maybe we should keep her around. She might be of use to us. So I, I think they might have a reason that we find out eventually to be like, Oh, that's why he didn't kill her. All right. In one of those moments, but we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she wakes up handcuffed in her prison cell. Uh, Balin walks by, uh, she tells Balin she was hoping for a room with a view um, because, like, there's no window or anything. Uh, Sabine tells Balin that they had a deal that she would see Ezra again. And so she's, like, yelling at him, and he just, like, walks away. Uh, so Morgan asks Balin if he intends on keeping his promise to Sabine. And, yeah, he says, well, he says her desire to find Ezra blinds her, but he thinks she can still be of use to them. And he almost seemed like mad at her that she was still so hung up on Ezra. Mm. So I, I'm really not sure. I mean, I guess that's, I guess the biggest like kind of hanging mystery in this show is like, what's his role in all this? What's he, cause he's definitely scheming something. Oh, I'm very interested to see what he's doing. Uh, we'll get to it later in the episode, but yeah, there, there's some big moving parts there with Balin. Yeah. Seems to be anyway. Mm. Um, so the villains arrive at their destination, uh, a ring, kind of Saturn-looking planet called Peridia. It is the ancient homeworld of Morgan's ancestors, the Dathomiri. Uh, Morgan says her people were the first to ride the Purgle. So I found that um, a little bit interesting that like these witches have were the first ones uh, to kind of figure out how to... Ride the Purgle. And yeah, but it leads to more questions. Like, how come they're not riding them now to get out of there? Or, like, how come they didn't use Thrawn to you know, ride the Purgles to get out of there? That's kind of true, because if the witches <clears throat> know how to do that, I mean, the only thing that kind of makes sense is you could say, well, the bad guys, you know, they did that whole thing where they found the exact coordinates. <clears throat> and they even had that line the last episode or whatever where Balin's like, well, if you're off just a little bit, we're going to be in who knows where. But, like, <laughs> if the witches were using the Purgle before, did they just use them once and they're like, well, we got to this planet, we better not <laughs> use them again because we'll, we might not get back to where we came. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, there are questions there of, like, if you know, if, if they used them, like, how often did they use them and how did they do it with any accuracy if it took them all this, like, robot and droid figuring, you know? Right. So, yeah, I don't know if they'll ever explain that. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Uh, Balin said the whales went there to die and that Peridia was a graveyard. And then uh, it cuts to outside their spaceship and we actually see like the skeletons of a bunch of dead Purgle. Yeah. My only thing is though, like if an animal like that were to die in space, wouldn't the, wouldn't they just freeze and be kind of preserved? Yeah, I don't know. Like, like would they ever really get down to just their bones? 
if they're frozen in space. Right. Oh, that's a good question. Maybe whatever their makeup is it <laughs> lets them rot in space. I don't know. <laughs> um, so they detect a beacon on the planet's surface. Um, some guards grab Sabine, and they all travel down to the planet. Um, the planet is covered it with uh, giant statues. Mm. I-, I wasn't sure, like, you know, what those were statues of. I don't know either. You know, I saw, uh, like... Because there are, like, um, I know specifically in Star Wars Rogue One, they go to, like, a, a planet that's, like, a used to be home of, like, a Jedi temple. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there was a giant, like, broken statue of, like, a, a Jedi or something. But this planet certainly doesn't seem... Jedi friendly. You know, actually, this planet is so far away, it would almost make sense that these statues would have had to have been made by the Dathomiri people. Right. So maybe it's... Well, I mean, there is also the that Skull was hearing stories about the Jedi, I think, visiting this place too, though, right? Like, I imagine the Jedi had to have been in that on that planet at some point to know about it and tell the stories about it. Mate, I'm, I'm trying to remember. There, it seems like there is a bit of dialogue in one of the past episodes, too, about Hu Yang, about Jedi also, you know, ha- like they had some ancient texts about Jedi using the Purgle... To travel as well, so you oh, might be right. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, so uh, part of me thinks that kind of stuff will just never be answered, and it'll right. just be like, you know, make up your own mind about it. Uh, so they encounter three witches in the middle of a like another circular Stonehenge type type of thing on this planet. Uh, Morgan says the witches' visions guided her across the stars, um, and they say Thrawn promised uh, that Morgan would come. Uh, Morgan asks where Thrawn is, and the witches say she must uh, wait and that he is coming. A witch says it reeks of Jedi as they look at Sabine. Um, The witches send like these three little orb things around Sabine, which end up binding her in this like red like laser rope, I guess you would call it, magical rope. Um, And they say she will wait in solitude. Uh, The orbs then take Sabine to a stone prison cell. Uh, while they wait for Thrawn to show up, uh, Shin and Balin have this large, like, dialogue scene. So, Shin asks Balin what he's thinking. He says, stories of this galaxy are considered folk tales, some ancient past long forgotten. Shin says for good reason, and that sometimes stories are just stories. Balin says he once saw everything he knew burn... Um, he says he couldn't make sense of it at the time, but as you get older and look at history, you realize it's all inevitable. The fall of the Jedi, the rise of the Empire, it repeats again and again and again. Shin asks if their time now, um, it, it asks if it's their time now, and if their alliance with Thrawn will finally bring them into power. Balin says that kind of power is fleeting, and what he seeks is the beginning so that he may finally bring this cycle to an end. Um, Shin asks if the beginning is here, and Balin says yes, if the old stories are true. So, I could listen to Balin talk about that stuff, like, the whole episode. (laughs) That's interesting to me. It is, but, like, then I'm like, he he seems to have an ulterior... That makes me seem like he's just trying to find a way to destroy everything, almost. Like, he, he, he almost, it sounds like... You know, this whole time he he's been playing on Morgan's team and seemingly like, yay, we're gonna get Thrawn back and stuff. But I almost feel like he has an ulterior motive against both sides, right. both Thrawn and the Jedi. I think he's working on something bigger than that. You know, like whatever this this thing is, he's looking for ends everything, like the war, the whole conflict between both sides. Like his, his dialogue has been interesting during this show because he's both said things that seem kind of selfish and evil but also things that seem like he's trying to fix what went wrong yes yes in altruistic in some certain way yeah and also that he kind of has some sort of respect for ahsoka and the jedi Jedi, yeah Yeah. so yeah it's he's definitely like the most interesting puzzle piece of this show Mm -hmm. and also like he references you know if the old stories are true well, like, his history, like, for the most part is, like, the, you know, knowing the history of the Jedi. So, like, I kind of wonder what he's referencing there as well, or if they'll even go into that. Mm. 
Um, so Sabine tries to escape her cell using the force and like some dirt moves, uh, but it ends up uh, not being caused by the force, but being caused by a star destroyer flying overhead. Um, the star destroyer lands. Um, it is filled with stormtroopers chanting Thrawn's name. Um, there is a stormtrooper commander with a gold mask named Enoch. Um, Thrawn makes his way through the crowd and greets Morgan. You know, I got to say, like, I I didn't, like, because that last episode of Rebels, like, whether it's taken away by the Purgle, mm. I mean, I, I didn't realize that, like, so many stormtroopers were taken away. But I guess it makes sense because they took away, like, a whole, the whole like, ship, yeah. yeah, ship and everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, they, they lost a bunch, so that's just the ones left over. <laughs> it's still, like, a pretty big size, you know, army. <laughs> I, I do kind of wonder, though, like... <clears throat> You know, what happened when they first arrived there? Because, like, <clears throat> I, I still don't really know why Ezra was so intent on, like, oh, I'm going to see this through and go wherever Thrawn goes. Like, he should have been like, oh, the Purgle is going to take him away. I'm just going to bounce. Because, yeah. like, he evidently didn't kill Thrawn. Right. Like, what happened when they got there? Like, he How was just, away. I feel like he was just like, oh, this was stupid. I'm really outnumbered. I'll run away or something. Right. Yeah. So, so like, I, I, I'm kind of hoping they explain that, but I don't know that they will. I mean, this whole, this whole, this this whole thing is caused by him going with Thrawn because if he hadn't, then she wouldn't have made the decision to like go after him and help them in that way. You know? That's true. It really was a bad idea. Yeah. And I still kind of wonder if they're going to explain like how the the map was made, like who made that map, how would it was a place for them to find. Yeah. Uh, I think the map. Now that you know we've seen this much and there's all this lore, I think the map was already made because it was it wasn't to find Thrawn. It was to find that planet, you know, and I think uh, I think uh, Morgan Elsbeth knew that the Purgle travel from here to there. Not not exactly that, that you know, that's 100 percent where they went. But I think her thinking was that they went back to where they came from, where they go to die. OK, that would actually make more sense. Yeah. So maybe like the the Jedi made that map like forever ago and put it in one of their temples and then she just happened to know because of like her ancestors or whatever that that's the most likely spot they would go right and so they needed okay that and she was already getting calls from that planet like from her daphne sisters or whatever the mothers of daphne those ladies oh okay so she was already getting like signals that some something was thrown was out there you know so it could just be explained that, yeah, they basically, the witches told her to find the map or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that does make more sense. Um, so Thrawn says, what was just a dream has become a frightening reality for those that may oppose them. Thrawn says, Enoch will begin the cargo transport per his agreement with the Great Mothers. Uh, that's what he calls the three witches, is mm-hmm. the Great Mothers. Uh, Morgan says she's seen the catacombs and that it will take at least three rotations which Thrawn says is an acceptable time frame. Now, that whole piece of dialogue there, they never re- really explain what they're doing. Like, what's the deal with this catacombs and the what the cargo, cargo is. is? Yeah, yeah. there's some theories I've seen on some channels. Uh, some people think that the cargo is like dead Daphimiri. Like, like uh, people who, I guess, didn't have the resources to live or something. I'm not sure what the case was, but... Uh, they think it might be like some sort of necromancy, like they're trying to bring them back to life wherever they go. Oh, okay. But um, who knows? Uh, the Great Mothers tell Thrawn about Sabine. Um, they say she is a loose thread they didn't predict. So it does seem like they have some sort of like, um, you know, mythical like uh, seer type powers where they can, you know, kind of see yeah. the future. Mm-hmm. Oracle type powers. Uh, Balin says, uh, oh, uh, just to mention, um, you mentioned Oracle type powers. These, these three ladies are named after the, uh, I saw this on those other channels. I think new Rockstars mentioned this. Um, they're named after, uh, the, the Greek, uh, fates, I think. Oh, right. The sisters of fate. Yeah. So one like, uh, tells the story and one cuts the, the lifeline at the end. So they're all, they're all those different roles in those. Okay. Yeah. Using a little Greek mythology in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Balin says he brought Sabine, uh, once again, because he thought she could be of use to them. Um, Thrawn recognizes Balin as a former Jedi. <clears throat> Balin says he left the order long ago and Thrawn says he wouldn't be the first. Uh, Thrawn recognizes Sabine's name and says she will be of use to them. 
Uh, Sabine is taken to Thrawn, and she asks him where Ezra is. Thrawn says her desire to see Ezra will reshape the galaxy. Thrawn says he will honor Balin's promise and give Sabine provisions, a mount, and their latest intel on Ezra's whereabouts. Which, to me, if they had any intel, intel yeah. why weren't they already like <laughs> going after him? Mm. Uh, Thrawn says she uh, should know that when his starship departs, she will be stranded forever and that Ezra may already be dead. Thrawn says Sabine has gambled the fate of the galaxy on her belief that Ezra is still alive. Thrawn was really... Like twisting that knife. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like you fucked up. <laughs> um, she says he wouldn't understand. As Sabine gets on her mount, Enoch tells her that nomads wander the wasteland and prey upon each other for survival. Uh, they give her her weapons, her uh, uh, lightsaber, and a blaster. Um, as she rides away, Thrawn tells Balin to follow her at his own pace. Thrawn says, if Sabine finds Ezra, then Balin and Shin are to destroy them both. Uh, Sabine attempts to use a... It never says what it is. I think it's some sort of like radar device. Mm -hmm. Um, So she attempts to use that to find Ezra. uh, But a nomad shoots it out of her hand. So she ends up getting in a fight with these nomads. uh, First with her lightsaber and eventually her uh, blaster. And she uh, ends up defeating all of them. Um, Enoch tells Thrawn that Balin has begun his pursuit. Um, he tells him to prepare two support squads. Um, and, uh, Mor- Morgan su- suggests that he should send more, but he says their numbers have dwindled, um, since they got there. So two will be enough. So like, I do kind of wonder like if that's just from being low on supplies or like, you know, what's been taking out their, their men. Yeah. I mean, I imagine like. You know, they they have to go hunt for food or something like that, and they run into some trouble, like, as small groups. Probably those nomads. Yeah. Uh, Thrawn says their primary goal is to escape their galaxy, and the fate uh, of Sabine and Ezra doesn't really matter, uh, as well as the fate of Balin and Shin. That's another thing, is, like, if, if Thrawn is, like, you know, we're going to leave in three days or whatever... Why is he even putting this effort in going after Sabine and Ezra? Because if he leaves, yeah, they're done. They're cut off. Yeah, unless he knows a, or unless he thinks, well, maybe they'll figure out how to use the whales. I don't know. Mm. Or maybe he's just like, well, Shin and Balin are so expendable that they can <laughs> go. I think he wants to get rid of them anyway. He doesn't trust them. It seems. Um. So during Sabine's fight, her mount ran away. So uh, now we get a scene uh, where Sabine yells at her amount, mount for abandoning, abandoning her and calls it a coward. And then she like points and tells it to, to go away. Uh, but it ends up just like following her anyway. Um, Sabine notices her mount smells something and gives it a second chance and gets back on. Because she's like, oh, maybe it smells Ezra or whatever. Um, her mount stops her a drink and then smells a rock, which turns out to be an alien uh, creature. Um, I, I was um, watching with uh, subtitles on, and the subtitles called this thing Little little Noti. Mm. And I think, like, this, like, band of aliens are called the Noti. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's what it's referenced as on a channel I watch. Um, the creature recognizes the rebel symbol on Sabine's shoulder. And then it, like, shows her this, like, medallion it has. Yeah. I think it has the same symbol, yeah. I think Ezra was, like, giving out stuff to those people or something. He must have been, or, like, yeah, or making those or something. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It's so really propaganda for everybody <laughs> on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she sees that, and she asks if he knows uh, um, if he knows Ezra. And that causes the rock to, like, wake up all of a bunch of his other rock buddies. So, yeah, they seem to know Ezra, so Sabine follows them. Um, now we get a scene where Balin finds the, the nomads that Sabine killed. Uh, Shin asks if Balin knew Ezra Bridger. Uh, he says no, but he knows Ezra was trained to be a Jedi in the wild, uh, after the temple fell. Uh, Shin says, train like me, and Balin says no, and, uh, that he trains Shin to be something more than a Jedi. Um, Shin asks Balin, uh, if he misses the Jedi Order, and he says he misses the idea of it. He says there was no future there. 
Uh, Shin asks if he sees a future in the wasteland. Uh, he says he sees what uh, was once the great uh, witch kingdom of the Death Miri. Uh, Shin says the great mothers want to leave this place and maybe they should too. Balin says perhaps they flee a power greater than their own. Uh, Balin says something calls to him here. Um, so that's kind of interesting is like, I don't know, like, does he think he's going to find something here or that? I hope so. I'm hoping something happens in this next episode. Or I'm wondering if he thinks that Ezra is key to his plan succeeding. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, so Shin sees some Maybe of the... he could like shake Ezra down for some information about what he's seen on the planet to find what he's looking for. That could be too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what his intentions are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shin sees some of the nomad bandits um, and kind of gets ready to fight them. But Balin says there's no need for bloodshed and that the enemy of their enemy is their friend. My only thing there is like... Those nomads, you would just think would be like, oh, there's some outsiders. Let's kill them. Yeah. You know, you would think they'd almost come after them just like they did Sabine. But no. uh, So Sabine goes to the rock people's village and uh, Ezra ends up appearing behind her and says he knew uh, he could count on her, but it sure took long enough. Uh, they hug. Uh, Ezra asks how she found him, but she says she doesn't want to talk about that right now. Um, he tells the rock people to pack up, and he says that he never stays too long in one place. Uh, he thanks Sabine and says he can't wait to get home. Um, so now we get a scene where the Great Mothers tell Thrawn that another Jedi is on the way and that they ride the Travelers, a.k.a. the Purgle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thrawn figures that it might be Ahsoka, uh, but Morgan says Balin assured her that Ahsoka was dead. Thrawn says Balin was a once a Jedi, so they must regard him as flawed. Thrawn says he will consider Ahsoka to be alive until he knows otherwise and prepare accordingly. He wants to know everything about her. He says if a purgle shows up to destroy it with prejudice, he tells the Great Mothers that he will once again require their dark magic. And that is the end of the episode. Um, I don't know. It, it seems weird that like... I don't know if I like that he's just automatically like, oh, I bet it's Ahsoka. Yeah. Like, I don't know. A part of you wants them to have some sort of element of surprise, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, it just seems to, like, now we know what's going to happen, you know? Like, it'd, it'd be more interesting if he, if you didn't know that he knew, you know, or something like that, you know, like, where it's a bit of a surprise to everybody. I think they do always want to show off that, you know, he's smart and strategically minded that, you know... He, he put this together, or he just has that sort of, like, insight yeah. that, you know, maybe Balin didn't get the job done. Yeah, I don't know much about that character yet, but, uh, I mean, I know he's the bad guy, but he doesn't seem that bad to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing menacing about him right now. You know, like, if it's, like, a big, scary person, then that automatically gives you that visceral kind of, like, oh, my gosh, this guy's trouble, but... Yeah, because with him, he's less of like a physical threat and more of like a mental threat. They want to put that together that he's just like this strategic, you know, has this brilliant strategic mind. He's yeah, gonna... but even the lines that he's he's said so far, they're not like super clever or anything, you know. It's just like observations and this and that. It's just like, I don't know. I'm not too intrigued by him yet. Yeah, I would say in this particular episode, like none of his dialogue was like, oh, yeah. wow, this guy's something, you know. Right. But I'm sure they'll flesh him out a little more as the show goes along. Mm. I do kind of wonder, though, with just two episodes left, you know, how this season's going to end. Because I got to imagine, like, it's, I, I don't know if it's going to be like a steep cliffhanger, but I think it's going to definitely end with like, oh, the story's not over. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's a surprise to me that there is two episodes left. I didn't know that. Um, so they have to reveal not only how, so I'm guessing that, they're not going to get off this planet by the end of the season. I don't know. Or maybe that's like how it ends is them they leaving. Up, yeah. Something like that. Also, I really hope they do show what Balin Skull's going after. I hope that's not like, you know, he ends up in a temple and is about to do something. I want to see this, this being or whatever it is, this power that he's after. I, I hope I see it this episode. I mean, I, I would think they would have to give before the end of the season, some answers as to what he's been right. planning. Yeah. But it sucks that they're going to have to replace him now. Yeah, again, unless, like, th- this takes a turn and his character ends up dying. Yeah. But, 
They're, it seems like it's bigger than that. They're though. setting him up so much, I would almost think they have plans for the future. The yeah. future. Yeah. But yeah, that is that that does suck. I mean, Ray Stevenson's a great actor. He's doing a good job yeah, in his part. My favorite characters in the show so far are him and Ahsoka, you know? Like I, I can hear him talk about the Jedi stories and all this stuff. Like it's it's intriguing to me. And Ahsoka's just a badass, you know. I mean, I like Rosario Dawson a lot. Mm-hmm. I just I, I wish Ahsoka had like cuz in the cartoons like she was of course like a kid then or whatever or much younger or whatever. So I mean, she had a lot of personality in those. And, like, I do get that, like, she's older. She's been through stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I almost feel like they took away too much of her personality, and she's just a little too stoic. I mean, she's still, you know, it comes off as a badass in, like, the lightsaber scenes and stuff like that, yeah, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I, I But you know what? Like, since the first episode, she was way more stoic in that episode. But as they go by, you can see kind of, like, her personality come out a little bit, like with her relationship with uh, Ren. So I think we'll see more and more of that, like other side of her over time. Oh yeah, her with uh, Sabine Ren. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I just I would like her to show a little more personality. The only thing is, like the whole thing with the Jedi is they're always taught to kind of keep their emotions in check. Okay. So I guess it kind of makes sense, but at the same time. That kind of makes her a more boring Jedi, in my opinion. The right. fact that they're they're always, to a degree, like taught to like suppress their emotions. It seems like, except for the Sith, the Sith are like just rage filled, right? <laughs> Isn't that what the thing is? Like- well, yeah, the whole dark side thing. Yeah, so I guess, well, that's the whole thing. Is Yoda's always like, oh, you know, yeah, you know. Don't be too right. whatever. It's gonna lead to the dark <laughs> side. So you gotta keep your emotions in check. Right. So yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, the Sith are just like uh, Jedi who uh, get to express themselves. Get to express themselves, yeah. <laughs> In a way, it probably is better. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pick that side too. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, it always, like, corrupts them and makes them evil, I guess. Right, yeah. It's a price you pay. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, um, this series consistently to me, like, I, I hate to be just in the same, like, you know, seven to ten out of ten range, but I think that's where I am. I yeah. think this is is good. It's maybe not like you know the best show I've ever seen, but I, each episode I'm like, this is solid. I want to watch the next one, and you know, yeah. I mean, out of the Star Wars, you know, content that I've seen so far, even compared to Mandalorian, I, I like this. You know, this is my top choice so far. Yeah, I think I don't know. I, Mandalorian is probably overall like a funner show. Mm-hmm. And I also really liked Andor, but that Andor's like the grimmest <laughs> show, like super serious. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do like that, you know, they have these mix of tones in these. Th- this show is like somewhere in between where like it does have like moments of levity. Yeah. But it's more of like about the adventure, I think. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, definitely some some cool like lore in this episode. Um a lot of uh, interesting, you know, I like hearing about like ancient times and like what people were doing like before they even counted time. Like the Dathmiri are interesting to me in that sense. Uh, I wonder how far back their whole civilization goes and what it's been doing this whole time. Uh, I know they won't get into that in the show, but if there's like even comics or something like that, I'd like to see some sort of breakdown on that. That'd be interesting to me. Yeah, I remember like, like sometimes like the actual like, witchcraft stuff doesn't really always appeal to me but like i guess i just have to like it is part of i mean i guess the force by itself is it's, kind of magic so it's for star wars you just kind of got to go with it i guess i mean they're all aren't they all drawing from the force i think so in some way or another yeah yeah i thought so okay i mean that's a i don't know if they've ever really explored that but yeah if like you know these witches are using magic. You gotta imagine they're tapping into the force in some way, right? Yeah, and especially if the Jedi know about this planet and it's somewhat important to them at some point, like it, it must have had something to do with the force too. I imagine. Yeah, I would actually be interested in like the history of this planet. Like it was, like did both the Jedi and the Dathomir like at times live on this planet? Right. You know what exactly the history is because i don't know yeah yeah this planet is intriguing in that sense i want to know what's so special about it too really even that Cetos planet i was like 
it, does this planet have some sort of significance? Because like, she fell and ended up in that dimension or that right. plane. Yeah, that was interesting too. And uh, we know from Rebels that that plane like can be reached from other areas. But in Rebels, it was from a Jedi temple. So, like, it makes you wonder, like, you know, was there a Jedi temple on Setos at one time mm. or something that would allow? Or is that just a weird thing they're going to be like, how do we write ourselves out of this? The plane. <laughs> the mysterious plane. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. They could maybe misuse that. But, um, but yeah, show is still intriguing me. I'm, I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, me too. Um... AJ, anything else you want to add uh, before we wrap this up? I'm good to go. All right, guys. Well, thank you very, very much uh, for, for following along. Uh, if you will, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast in audio form uh, uh, on your podcast catcher of choice. Uh, leave us thumbs up, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. Uh, if you like, you can follow me on Twitter slash X at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.